We've got 10 nights until the next full moon. Well, he was what I would call a Sasquatch. Two pilots that showed unidentified flying objects. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. I don't believe 99% of the things that people claim they've seen. I think this is in that 1%. A lot of people make fun of me, but I don't care. I know it's there. G'day and welcome back to the Mellow Tiger Podcast. My name is Bree Wolf and joining me today, as always, is Josh Ernst and Jordan Ernst. How are y'all? Good, thank y'all you. Y'all good. Y'all, y'all good? Y'all good. You out on the farm, so you start talking that farm yeah, talk. Yeah, w- once yeah. you get over the cattle grid, oh, that's when it kicks in. Yeah. yeah. You, you liking that weather? You looking like it's going to rain? It does look like it's going to rain. A bit of precipitation in the air. That good or you got your lawnmower? That's bad. When <laughs> I got do, that. actually. I don't really need to do it. <laughs> Does anyone else want a steak? It's like getting yeah. a steak. Yeah, in my country, I drive my tractor, but really it's Jesus driving through me. <laughs> Jesus like, is Jesus always driving take through. The wheel. I love that. Jesus, take the wheel. I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been gone for a little bit, but we've been doing a lot. Yeah. Kind we've, got, of. we've got busy, busy lives. I got a job too, like a real job. And then the show just derailed. Yeah, it sounds like shit. We had a meeting before I got a job and Josh was like, yep, I'll take, I'm going to take on more responsibility. I'm going to, I'm going to do the right thing. Like, we just basically passed it all to Josh. Yeah. And, we'll, and Josh was like, I can do this guys, believe in me. And then I said, Hey Josh, do you have that stuff I looked for? And he was like, who are you? Who knew, knew for who this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who this is. That was a short attention span. Yeah. I just said COVID. <laughs> yeah. So today we were going to talk about something that I don't think, unless I've told you before, no one listening right now has ever heard this story. Mm-hmm. I like a good you've, story. Mm-hmm. You've heard this story and you're listening right now. Yes, that is how that works. <laughs> but you must have been th- good at math in school. It's like good to do with numbers. Josh is like, <laughs> what? what is school? <laughs> so, but you had an article, George, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I had a little bit of thing to kick us off. Um... It's sort of like a, you know how we talk about cryptids on this show, which is basically an animal that hasn't been discovered yet. You know, you've got stories from all around the world, like Bigfoot or something like that. Imagine if you'd never seen a cow before, like no one ever had. Exactly. You saw a cow, you're like, the fuck is that? i got a little bit of a list here about a bunch of animals that weren't classified as real animals. They were kind of like cryptid animals, and now they've been discovered. Stop it. So it kind of proves the whole Bigfoot thing, you okay. know, it might still be out there. Why can't? not? Okay. Number one, a cat. Is, <laughs> the cat was not discovered until 2010. The, the Egyptians thought it was. <laughs> it was a different kind of cat. Is the Komodo dragon? Oh, that's, that's my favorite animal, by the way. Really? Yeah. Number one, straight off the list. Yeah, keep going, sorry. Yeah, cool. Do you know their saliva can take down an elephant? Yeah. How incredible is that? <laughs> <laughs> is that it, Josh? Oh, sorry, just really quick. Josh, it's sounding really weird. Like, your laugh is sounding real weird. It's then probably it... just my laugh. No, I don't think so. I don't know. It's just is the it cloud. I'll try and I'll see what we can do. With... It just sounds tinny, hey. Picking up my You've laugh. You've been on the tins lately, Mike? I have, actually. Have you... <laughs> I've got... I see what I problem. You're not meant to eat them after you drink them. <laughs> eat them before I drink them. <laughs> the noise gate on to help. Okay, that might help a bit. Noise gate. Yeah. Okay. So these stories of the giant species of lizard living on the island of Komodo in the country of Indonesia were laughed at by respectable scientists. So they're like, <laughs> no way, you're talking about giant lizard. <laughs> you drunk. Don't exist. This ain't Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> this was the case until 1910. So this was only like a, just over a century ago when a Lieutenant Stein van Hansbrock, what a name, 
Coffin upon he the has creature. a mustache. Yeah, got to. Yes, he does. Awesome. And he happened upon the creature in the wild and managed to capture and kill the elusive reptile. Oh. So he sees it skitt- skittering across and he's like, I'm going to have some of that. <laughs> Boom. Blows it over. So he's brought back this um, dead reptile. They've been studying it. They're like, ah, yeah, it's all right. Like, it shows that it exists. We're pretty happy with that. But that's when W. Douglas Burden came in and went, I'm not so happy with that. He wanted a live sample. So what does he do? He goes over there and he trudges through the jungles and everything until he sees one. Hey, you want to come Captures back with me? <laughs> Basically. Fuck that. He grabs not only one, but he brings back two live specimens of the Komodo dragon. How? Catches them by, grabs them by the tail. <laughs> You're going to get back here, girl. Yeah. <laughs> they're, like, them up. they're like super strong, super fast, and all that sort of stuff. How, how, do, you, how teeth- do you capture a Komodo dragon? And are their teeth know. full of bacteria? Like saliva, they're really so they bite you, and it kills you over time. Like It's like give it infections. And okay. he, he lost a good 50 men in the attempt. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> but it also made the lizard more bigger and prominent. <laughs> <laughs> so he returned to New York City with both these um, live samples and the... Both of the drags were put in display at the Bronx Zoo, and this also inspired the author Marion Cooper to write the 1933 classic King Kong. So, oh. yeah. Oh, really? Mm, that gave him the ideas. And when I was like, King Kong was writing about lizards, but weren't they there giant he, lizards he and stuff a giant in there? Lizard, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that movie we watched as kids? Have you seen the new one? The new King Kong. Yeah. With Alison, not Alison Brie, Brie Larson and... Um, no, 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 newer than that. It's Alice like oh, Kong versus Zilla. Versus Godzilla. Nah. Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. I, was, uh, I wasn't a Samuel Jackson. Oh, no, no, sorry. No, 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 newer than that. No, I have. And it was all right, not the best. There's yeah, just two moves. They made a Godzilla one, then this one. I didn't mind it when they went into like the mid, like the middle of the earth. That was what do you cool, call yeah. it? Like Hollow Earth or whatever that Wait, sort of thing. Wait, did that? Because I've been. I didn't like the Godzilla movies. I liked. I didn't mind the King Kong ones, but the Godzilla ones. I was like, this is shit. Yeah. Like, so I didn't watch it. So it's good. Izzy the- watched it. She liked it. She's like, Dad, put the monkey movie on. Like, oh really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's kind of inappropriate for a four-year-old. Not is kind it? of. I've it not is seen it, but it is. Yeah, it she should be watching it. <laughs> You're like, I know we did myself. <laughs> I've watched enough Barbie shows that I'm watching my King Kong. It's time to try. Yeah, it's time for some I, dad time. Daddy, I back. can't sleep. Well, I can't sleep. I've got Ken done the other day. <laughs> Such a suck up. Yeah. <laughs> Have they seen Lord of the Rings yet? Yes. Uh, I showed no. them the battles. We went through, watched the battles. Not and the they liked movies. it? Yeah, I liked them. Because the whole movie's kind of... No, like for a four-year-old, that'd be so boring. I will take the ring, daddy. Fast forward to yeah. the boring. Yeah, until you, remember how it always went to Frodo and Sam. You're just like, oh, not this yeah. again. Or oh, like the second and third movies, you're just like... Yeah, so I just Damro hear him charging into the orcs. That's what I'm here to see. He's <laughs> a violin. Izzy's in the Matrix now. We just watched the third one there. So she's like, Dad, can I watch the first one again? She sits there and watches it all. It doesn't understand I'm it. I'm so jealous. But that's, that was us. We used to Never, just watch yeah. it for the fight scenes and that. Oh, and then I watched it. it like a year ago and I'm just like, holy shit. Hmm. This movie's got some real information in it. It's, it's awesome. It's concept amazing. And then I used to think, are we in the Matrix? Yeah. Uh, are we? Fuck that. That's, they've done me so dirty if well, I'm I, in the Matrix. Yeah. I started thinking that Cypher guy that betrays him. Yeah. I'm like, I think I might have taken that deal. He looks like Bill <laughs> Burr. Walk your memory and throw me back in. Yeah, why not? He looks like Bill Burr, yeah, he right? He talks like For ages, too. I was like, that's Bill Burr. And Dan's like, that's not Bill Burr. He wasn't Brie. funny. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't funny. That's what gave it away. Yeah, true, but he looks like him. Sorry, keep going, Jordan. Oh, <laughs> Number two. The platypus, which is understandable. I still don't believe it. I haven't. I actually, yeah, I've seen everyone. <laughs> Have you touched it? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's a hologram. That's a fake bill, boy. <laughs> so for so cool. everyone out there not familiar with it, which everyone should be by now. It's if like you, three animals in one. If you if you see a photo of this thing, 
it literally looks like it's a Photoshop of a duck, otter, and beaver just all mixed into one. Yeah. Who fucked your mum? Yeah. <laughs> and I've owned ducks, and the drakes get very, very promiscuous, whether you want it or not. And I'd say it grabbed a squirrel or something one day. <laughs> Probably. The squirrels laid eggs, and this is what's happening. Fuck happened. evolution. <laughs> yeah. We're taking a shortcut. It's made love to every animal out there, and this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of everything just yeah. stayed in its womb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're a bit. That's a cool. That is a cool one, though. Like, if you try to explain that to someone, oh god, yeah. If you've seen it, I'd believe in Bigfoot more than I believe in a duck build. What about like a cassowary thing. too? Like a, that big badass chicken. Yeah, the you can, bird. Like, rip you open. Mm. I would have just said it was a baby emu until it tore my arm off. Yeah, but it's got like a mohawk and then like oh, a yeah, blue ball too. sack on its neck. Yeah, and they like hiss and. <laughs> yeah, imagine going through the jungle and you you turn to the left, it was like a velociraptor. <laughs> yeah, and you, oh, it was like clever girl. Literally ca- is, hey. Yeah, literally like a velociraptor. I think they're aggressive. Like they are. They're not like oh a human. I'll just trot this way. It's like oh a human next kill. Well, remember what I think it was like wild boys or something. It was like oh the jackass or wild boys. They jumped the fence with one. They had like like card like no. It was like wild a wooden, boys. It was like a wooden plank. He just held it in between them, and this bird was literally yeah, coming out, just like scratching the fuck out of this plank. Wild Boys was such a good show. Oh, so, so, good. so underrated. The things they done though, like see, there's a new one coming mm. out now, New Jackass. Is oh yeah, no, I I only know about that because Ben Margera, who was like the skateboard dude, mm. he was not allowed to film it, and he was trying to sue the cast and crew because he's got like a fucking honker of a drug habit yeah like, did he re, like, and he's bad. blaming that on the production yeah and he the production were like we have a bunch of ex-drug addicts and, and and like so we have a bunch of like sober people basically like Johnny Knoxville's sober like Steve-O's sober now you can't be doing that stuff around him so they don't yeah they're like we're like adults like now even though we're still doing dumb shit like we're not here to fucking party and take drugs we're all sober <laughs> and he didn't they said you can be in it you just have to be sober and we'll get you the help you need to do oh, that hell no I'm and out he, I think it was like, like, I'm not doing that sober <laughs> Yeah, the first day of production, he did like 10 lines of coke and like a bunch of heroin or some shit. I don't know. But then he got really, then they were like, sorry, dude, like you're not, this isn't going to happen. And then working out. Yeah. And then he got the, then he tried to do the production. If I'm going to put a toy car up my asshole, I'm taking lines. That's all I'm saying. Or something, anything. Because I think that's the wrong way to go. I think you need maybe a downer and not an upper if you're going to be doing that shit. Just anything to numb the, the emotional and physical pain. Oh, yeah. Heroin. <laughs> that will scar you. Yeah. Yeah. You're looking for heroin. <laughs> so naturalists and scientists and most Europeans in the 18th century didn't believe such a creature could exist. No shit. Well, you know, they didn't believe like sharks attacked humans either mm. until like the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. The humans yeah. always started. Yeah. Yeah. 100% of scientists were like, um, most scientists were like, were like, no, this isn't a thing that happens. And people were like, oh, you say mean? that to my leg, that's gone. What do you mean this isn't a thing that happens? <laughs> they just said they there was no recorded shark attacks. It's because you won't record it. You're <laughs> well, ignoring them. Johnny gets taken overboard. Anyone got a pencil and piece of paper? Yeah. Well, oh, I don't. <laughs> nope. Okay. A, a millionaire put a million dollars up and said, if you can find someone who's been attacked by a shark, I'll give you a million dollars. And they never claimed it. I'd go out into the water. <laughs> yeah, because but no one was going into the water except like soldiers and stuff, you know, not soldiers, sorry, sailors. Mm. So not many people like going to the beach was like a fancy person singing it, but it was like, oh, damn, that sun is way too bright for my delicate hair. The sand like, is hot. Yeah. Sorry, the sharks are friendly though. <laughs> <laughs> they lick it with its tongue. That's <laughs> the problem. They say that sharks don't mean to bite you. They just want to like 
they're just tasting a little bit to see what it is. But the problem is, by the time they do that, you've got a bunch of freaking holes in you. Your artery's gone. Yeah. Because they're like Canadian sharks. They're like, oh, sorry, so sorry, so sorry. Just put the leg back on. I'm sorry. Your Barbie doll. Oh, that was just swims off. I thought you were drowning. Trying to help you. Trying to help you with my tiffers. Good luck with that. He pushes you. You know, you boogie board on the wave. He waits for the next wave and helps you push it. Goodbye now. <laughs> so this was all the case until a Captain John Hunter, the second governor of New South Wales, sent a pelt and a sketch of the platypus to scientists of the European community in 1798. So John Hunter Hospital himself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sir John Hunter. Yep. That's why they call it the Hunter Valley. Because I thought it was because you could hunt here real good. No, he like was like Hunter's one Valley. of... Yeah, he was like one of... No, there was a, there's a John Hunter and he was one of the... Is it the John Hunter though? Is that you talking about? I don't know. I don't know. But there is actually you John Hunter. You sound like you're pretty confident. Yeah. You lay some knowledge. No, I read something. It's vaguely there. I think I might have been drunk when I read it. Just Why like were you reading history while you were I don't were know where drunk. it comes from. It's one of like his weird things when he gets really <laughs> hammered. He just starts reading history. Hey, B. Hey, B. Did you know in the 1920s, if you had a gunpowder, it was made out of bat poo? <laughs> uh, it was, was actually. No shit, Josh. Go to sleep. <laughs> was it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. There were people called guano hunters and they would go into hey, caves and they'd hunt yeah, for guano. the bats. Feed them coffee and then just sit there. But she doesn't come from nipples, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) And they would go and find. That's how they found that skeleton, the statue of that really, really tall cannibal. The one that uh, I tagged Yeah, using. the red-headed yeah. giants. Yeah, because uh, it was people going into caves looking for bat shit. Imagine coming across like a big creepy dude in mm. there. Like, hey. How cool is that? There's so many stories about farmers oh. pulling that sort of stuff up. We will do a show oh, on that my later. God. Yeah, I want to do that one. Yeah, it is super cool stuff. Mm. Um, so zoologist, anatomist, ethologist, and physician Robert Knox, he's got a lot of freaking shit behind him, was convinced it was a hoax and that the pelt was made by an Asian taxidermist. I don't know why. Asians. Seems kind of, yeah, it's a bit racist. Straight away firing that out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being racist, but they get up to some shifty things. And it's like, why you keep bringing it up, dude? Australia. <laughs> Asia. <laughs> he even convinced that George Shaw, a botanist and a zoologist, who at the time believed the, pos- the platypus could be real, but had his doubts. So he kind of thought, mm, it could be real, but maybe not. That's like what we are. No, but that's like what we are now, isn't it? Yeah. Could be real. Bigfoot could be you real. Don't wanna, you don't Probably want to take that step yeah, in case you're yeah. funnier. But I don't want to discount it altogether. People mm. believe in Jesus. No one's seen him for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> He's been, he lives in all of <laughs> I see him in my dreams. We respect everybody's beliefs and <laughs> religions on this Melo Tiger podcast. I'm not really into Jesus. So I'm not going to lie. I'm into Bigfoot more than Jesus. Seems like he's playing off his dad's prior. <laughs> Nepotism. <laughs> I said to Grandma the other day for on New Year's Eve, she was over, and I said, What do you reckon he was doing in that cave for three days, Grandma? I was like, You reckon they put Mary Magdalene in there? I'll be honest, stop it. <laughs> So this, <laughs> she wasn't just washing his feet either. <laughs> Jesus, you're a daddy, daddy boy. <laughs> oh, I'm not a boy, I'm a man. <laughs> Look at my cool powers. Yes, Jesus, you are. <laughs> so this Robert Knox, he tried to convince this uh, George Shaw to like, you know, look at its stitches and stuff like that, but he didn't find any. He didn't find any stitches or anything on this pelt. That's what they thought it was, it was just I, made up. But did was he still like, I still don't believe it. 
pretty I much. I hate, sh- I fucking hate shit like yeah, that. Yeah, but then they just move the goalpost. Once you figure out one thing, they're like, oh no, it doesn't. I need a life one yeah, now. I, yeah, I need it. Yeah, exactly. You're like, give me a drawing of it. Yeah, and they you- give you a drawing and they're like, mm, do you have a photograph? And you give them a photograph, they're like, maybe a dead one. And then you give them <laughs> yeah. a dead one, they're like, could we get a real one, maybe? You give oh, him a live one. I just one. fucking killed that one to give it to you. You give him a live one, it's like, I'm a platypus. And then he's like, nope. Just <laughs> nope. turns and walks away. <laughs> Still not believing in it. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't until like several years later after many expeditions in the Australian Outback where they were able to capture a live one and bring it back. What the fuck do you capture? Show, a, how do you capture I don't know, a platypus? I don't know. Because aren't they like How do you see one without or venomous? They have a, it's venomous. They have like little spines or something? Spines Spikes? on the back of their back legs. And they, they have yeah. back legs? I thought they had flippers. I don't think it's... Poison and venom. Venom is something. Venom is uh, poison is something you ingest. Yes, and and venom is something that's injected. So it must be venomous. Because when people like barb somewhere, isn't it? Yeah, it's on the back. It's it's a spur. It's a spur. Actually, that's the worst. You just overtook you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a water plumber. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And it's a spur. And then when people, when you hear people are like, "That's snake's real poisonous," I can't help myself. I'm like venomous, and like it doesn't matter. I'm like, they're like, you know what I meant? I'm like, it doesn't matter. I sit there when people say, "I'll just twitch." Yeah, I'm like, when people say, like, Jonestown, everyone drink, don't drink the Kool-Aid. I'm like, mm, actually, it was Flavor-Aid. <laughs> it was a different brand. But they're like, you know what I meant? I'm like, I did, but I still can't help. Still annoying me. I need everyone to know I know things. <laughs> <laughs> this next so-called cryptid on the list is the Okapi. So the appearance of the Okapi is a blend of a zebra. Get this, zebra. Zebra. Because we're... We're not we're, American, yeah, but we watch a lot of American TV. Exactly. And it gets a bit rough after a while. Zebra. Zebra, donkey, deer, and an antelope. That's a party. <laughs> Isn't it? Did you say a cobra or chupacabra? <laughs> Damn, chupacabra. <laughs> that meme where it's just like, chupacabras are real nice. And it's like, that's not a chupacabra, that's a capybara. <laughs> <laughs> so the closest genetic link to this is actually a giraffe, which makes sense because a giraffe kind of looks a little bit he like that. He just slipped into the party when no one was looking. Mm. So Europeans in the 18th and 19th centuries called this animal the African unicorn in reference to it being beast of fantasy and imagination. However, African tribes that inhabited the depths of the Aturi and Central African forests told stories of these so-called forest giraffes and believed that these creatures existed. Oh, I'm sorry, but you don't have running sewers, so you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, no, me, white man. (laughs) Me, white man, superior. (laughs) You here? (laughs) Me here. (laughs) Me up up here. So, yeah, what's that? You you heal people in your village with your own type of medicine. No, no, I'm a a white man with money and my handkerchief is silk. (laughs) Put the silk handkerchief on it. (laughs) (laughs) Me smarter. Yeah. So because the Okapis are rarely seen and extremely hard to find, they were classified as a cryptid for many years. European explorers only catching glimpses of the shy animal, spotting only the striped back of the animal as it escaped through the lush, lush vegetation of the jungle, thinking it to be some sort of rainforest zebra. So they never got a proper look at it. They could only see it running away and they're like, man, that ass looks like zebra ass. That's a thick ass. <laughs> <laughs> This all changed in 1901 when Sir Harry Johnston found an Okapi skeleton and skin, sending it to the British Museum where it was studied and classified as a new species. found its skin. Yeah. Just lying about. Just like a dead carcass, basically. There was a funny funny backstory to this um, Harry Johnston and it was something like he went there looking for it. His sole purpose was to go look for this animal. He'd heard all about it, but no one believed it. And he couldn't find anything. And then there was like this tribe of pygmies. 
Is that a real thing? This is this is real. Like uh, the like, mummy number yeah, two. Yeah, like the mummy return. Yeah, yeah. Le- like skeleton and all, you know, little freaky things. <laughs> CGI, Josh. It's that just, was CGI pygmies. Just, <laughs> no, no, we're talking about real pygmies now. It was just a um, like a tribe, you know, they call it like the pygmy tribes. They, How they had like the shrunken sorry. heads and all that sort of stuff. Are they short? Probably. Like <laughs> really. <laughs> like what? Really, really short. <laughs> I don't know. Why are you saying that weird? It's really weird. <laughs> I don't want to believe So, What's wrong with their heads? They shrink you know people's how they heads. people's heads? I think that's why they got the name the Pygmy Tribes. <laughs> Do they shrink people's heads? Look at me, they're like, is that what's wrong with me? <laughs> you need to get drunk and delve into some history. Yeah. Read up about it. You know, like Indiana Jones and stuff, you'd see like shrunken heads in that. In oh, yeah. 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 No, no, I think that's right where they got their Female name, like Pygmy Tribes and stuff. That's a real thing. Do you mean like they had really bad deformities? <laughs> they, <laughs> they, just had little, they had normal bodies and these little heads. <laughs> they had like heaps broad shoulders. <laughs> yeah, like wearing suits. So they're like, hey. <laughs> well, this dude, he literally went into the jungle, could not find shit. He found these pygmy people at the time of like people coming in and kidnapping them to take them out of their homes to like show oh, in slavery. Circ- yeah, like slavery oh, and circuses and stuff. that makes me sick, yeah. So what did he do? He hopped in, but he was just like, hey. Stop. They're my pygmies. <laughs> he actually saved them from being like rounded up I and wanna, taken away. I want to be like, that's nice, but he probably had like some ulterior oh, motive. Yeah. This is where it comes yeah. in. He yeah. integrated himself into the tribe, gained their trust. And was so like, have they, you heard about Jesus? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they would take him and track down this like because they had like, like clothes and all that made out yeah. of their fur. So they actually took him into the jungle, showed him where they were, and that's where oh. he was able to bring back all this are they, evidence. Are they endangered now? The, uh, After I, he found them, I don't yes. know if they're yeah. in da- on the endangered <laughs> list or not. Okay, because I've never heard of that. Do you know the pygmies? Or the- they're a real weird the look. If you are Google it on your iPad and look, yeah. they are like they literally look like a mini giraffe. That's kind of cute. So it's not a common thing you'd find at, what are they called again? The Okapi. Okapi, yeah, right. So I've never really heard of it. It's not like something you'd see on it's a like, documentary do you think at a zoo. Or, yeah, you no. catch a fish. Is that a whiting? Oh, Okapi. Okapi. Oh, <laughs> That's a bad joke. Okay, next one on the list is the gorilla. Gorilla. This is a pretty surprising Wait, just one, a actually. Gorilla? Uh, just a gorilla. So the first attributed sighting by a gorilla by a non-African person, so mm-hmm. a non-native person, was made in the 5th century BC by a Greek explorer named Heno. He was like, hey. You would have been the same size. I though. see you running around with them big old titties. Rangathon. <laughs> 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 yeah. Although most scientists today believe he was describing either chimpanzees or baboons from his oh. account. Yeah, on steroids. Fuck seeing, a, <laughs> fuck seeing a monkey for the first time and never. Oh, how like, weird would it be? What are you doing, Danny DeVito? Get out of the bush. <laughs> That's a hairy old lady. What's that hairy old lady one? <laughs> However, <laughs> his interpreters called it the creatures what he saw gorilla. So he's that sort of makes no sense. So like it's just that doesn't prove that you've seen a gorilla. That's this just is just a, the first white person to see literally, a gorilla, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, he's Greek. No, yeah, it was a Greek. So well tanned. I don't know. Well tanned. Oh, let's not Olive skin. Stop it. Let's not go into it. I don't understand. <laughs> Rainbow. So everybody happy. So go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a part of the rainbow. <laughs> I don't like rainbow colours. Josh, you are literally see-through. <laughs> you are, Actually, I've got a tan, bro. You're you you very transparent. <laughs> You're like one of those jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> so another explorer by the name of Andrew Battelle recounting seeing the human-like monsters visiting his camp fire every morning after he left for the day. That's rude. How crazy. <laughs> like, he like, just woke up, you know, had his coffee. 
Oh, I might go, oh, you got to do some exploring. <laughs> That's what us explorers do, right? <laughs> Walks away from his camp, looks back, and these like giant monster hairy things like walking into his camp. Nah. Apparently he made a look at comical reference to his like, yeah, they were in there, but they didn't put any more fire on the wood to keep it running. Like, oh, <laughs> Old school. He's the sort of person that's like suffered trauma and he's like heaps self-deprecating. He's got like a, like a fucking PhD and stuff and he's like, yeah, but I'm a bad cook. Like, he's like he just, he's obviously like was a pretty hectic experience for him to kind of try and make a joke about it. He's like, I feel better if I joke about it. <laughs> it doesn't seem so scary anymore. Was he like, there was a, also a muscular guy with him at Kirk going, Clayton. <laughs> Clayton. <laughs> Such a good movie. Such a good movie. So along with him and along with many other European explorers witnessed seeing the monster-like. That's how they described them. Yeah, but they would be like, you think humanoids. about it. If you've never seen them before, mm. they're, they're a little bench, bit human. They're, they're humanoids. They walk in and there's muscly bloody silverbacks. Mm. How much you lift, bro? Yeah. <laughs> you natty or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon he's natty? <laughs> so that's what they all saw in their expeditions into the African world. And so just like, there's these monster-like humanoids just Mm-mm. everywhere. Walking on their knuckles. Yeah. Do you reckon a gorilla, like the idea of a gorilla is scarier than like a Michigan dog man? If you were to see them. Oh, I thought about this before and like Bigfoot, everyone thinks Bigfoot's like he's just that high dude, you know, like painting birdhouses and stuff. He's not going to yeah. hurt you. But everyone's shit scared of the like wolf man, dog man. But that's because like wolves are less human. No, I think it's more that they're aggressive, like they're an aggressive creature. Oh, Whereas yeah. a monkey sort of, like they can smash but your they face could in. Be. They're like smarter though. And they're yeah, just like, they're I more docile, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whereas like a wolf can tear you, throw it, throw it out. Yeah, like a the monkey you could be like, me, me, no harm. And they'll be understand like, you off the Congo. <laughs> bad gorilla, bad, bad gorilla, gorilla, go away. <laughs> I feel like you'd run into Bigfoot and it'd be like a situation out of like um, Family Guy when Meg with its, her captives were like, is this the part where you like take Time advantage out. of me? And Bigfoot's like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I always thought about I actually wanted your friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought about like if you found him, he'd sort of scratch the back of his head and go, oh. I'm not going to tell anyone about this, are you? Yeah. <laughs> so, and he's like touching his toe on the ground. So the thing is, <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. He starts moving the camera up. Whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing? But <laughs> he goes to take a photo. He's like, he moves real quick. He goes, blurry shot. <laughs> he's like, lucky I'm made up of pixels. <laughs> the hairy ape remained encrypted until 1847 when a Thomas Savage found the gorilla bones in Liberia. Is he white? Sounds white. Very yeah, white. Thomas very Savage white. is very white. Yeah. He's blue. He, he, alongside Harvard anatomist Jeffries Wyman, wrote a formal description of the newfound species, calling it a gorilla. gorilla. Why gorilla? Is that like I think that's the word Latin from. I something. think it all comes back to Heno, where he had his first sighting, and the interpreters uh, called it a gorilla. Oh, I think this okay. is where it's all coming back from. So what? Yeah, right. right. So the interpreters. So yeah, they've yeah. probably known about it for so yeah, long. That's what I mean. That's why they say the non-African person because okay. they. The, it's again like everything. The natives know it's there. They know it exists. it's exists. And then like the white a, man comes in and he's like... Nah, it's like Australia never existed until... Do you, know, actually, do you know people actually believe Australia don't, doesn't exist? Flat earthers. Flat earthers. They think, that, well, they think that we're a conspiracy. Mm. They No, Josh, literally, it's, it's a thing. People think that Australia is not does not exist. Yeah, for They sure. think that Australia is, is made real. up. <laughs> How fucking hard is this accent? You think I just fucking pretend and then the government in America puts out like these things to make you believe in Australia? We had to, yeah, we had to go to school for 10 yeah, years. Cunt, just we have like a country in the Olympics and everything. ever seen the Olympics. No, it's not real. It's a set up. It's a hoax. It's but, like, what, but you think, what's the point of that? Like, what's the point of pretending Australia isn't real? I don't know. They must be loopy. F- fucking, you reckon? No, but uh, I mean like, flat earth, actually. Do you, yeah, do you get into a plane and the weird thing about that is 
there's no curve. You up above the world. I don't see a curve. Flat Earth. I'm like, are you fucking high as shit? <laughs> yes. Like, how do you not understand that you're an idiot? How does it just come to an end and just like fall just off? Just drops off. Just drops to off. where? I want to go there. Oblivion. I know you haven't traveled, Josh, but Jordan and I have. And let me tell you for sure. It's, it's round. <laughs> it is a globe. <laughs> I went to Tassie so I can confirm Australia's real. But actually, I haven't been to Western Australia. I really actually want to go to Tasmania. Yeah, I think I'm getting It's amazing. Too. I left the country to go to the country. No, sweetie. But I went over, no, but I went over water. I was like, yeah. Traveling and then fucking big man. The boys were like, "No, you still haven't traveled." (laughs) Don't put me down. Like, let me me have this. I think Tassie would be so sick, especially in times of COVID. You've really only got Tassie or New Zealand, and even then, we're not traveling because Australia is like a a fucking hot spot. (laughs) We're so so hot with COVID. Hmm. You probably have COVID, Josh. I probably do. I just got back from a caravan. That's terrible. Hmm. Good. It's like it's. People <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. are dying. None of that. So this Jeffrey's Wiseman, yeah, he went and he found this new species called the gorilla. And a decade later, anthropologist Paul Duchalou was not happy with this. Why? Oh, Chaloux, sounds like he wasn't happy with the just hearsay. There's a big monkey man living in the woods. So what does he do? He travels to equi- equatorial. Is he is rich? Do you reckon these people rich. have to be rich to, to just be. be like, I don't have an actual job? Mm. He's also That's what they British. all were. All like the British mm. royalty. They're all like explorers. They call themselves explorers, but really they're colonizers. Like. Literally. I'd say so, he was very shallow as well. So this Paul, I'm just going to call him Paul because his last name is too hard to pronounce all the time. Shallow. So Paul Leo, he goes into Africa and he's collecting flora and fauna species. Like he's just collecting them all. He's like, I'm up in this shit. And while he's there, he decides, oh, I'm just going to hunt for a couple of live gorillas. I want one. He wants the bag, a live gorilla. Fucking try it. That's <laughs> so he's just locked and loaded walking in there and he wants one bag. Like, like alive? Or? Like, a, like, I think he went in at first wanting to shoot them. Just, you know, for scientific reasons. Not for fun. Yeah. <laughs> this was not for entertainment, yeah, that one of didn't, course. That one died too quickly. He's fucking Patterson from... Literally, yes. John Patterson. So he was successful in his endeavours and sent the evidence back to England where there was much debate about the human and gorilla evolution. So then all the scientists back home started. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's like, bring me its dick. So they were all, they were all getting into it back over in England. <laughs> So, but oh man, it's gonna cost extra for freight. <laughs> How long it be so, like, so worth it? How did they decay? Like, wouldn't it decay? Because it's not like airmail. Throw in the esky. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Big old ice freezer. One species of gorilla, the mountain gorilla, stayed encrypted until 1902. That's pretty not that long ago. No, that's only like we say, just over a century ago. Nineteen oh two. A mountain gorilla and another gorilla. Who's got like a higher a threshold topic. for hiking? <laughs> the other one's got like vertigo. You know the, the, the mountain gorilla puts its paw out into like the grassland and goes, "Ew, <laughs> birds!" You know when you like driving <laughs> into town and there's people cycling. Yeah, they're the mountain gorillas. Oh. Like that's really, they're just like heaps healthier. The other ones are like. You tell me I want to run, run my car over a mountain gorilla. Stop it! <laughs> well, are you all? Now it's true. <laughs> I know lots of people that listen to this in cycle, and I love you. Oh, I, I don't. Yeah, we no, do I, love you. You are definitely not my pet hate. <laughs> well, not my pet hate, but it's certainly. But come on, guys, single file. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what's it's, not a, it's not illegal to ride not single file. I only found that out recently, and I was surprised by that. It's not illegal, so they're mm. they're entitled to ride. ride two abreast. I think, or even more, maybe as long as they take they don't 
obviously go into oncoming traffic. Yeah, it's not. Who legal. wrote this book, The Cyclist? Turns out they can take the other side of the road too. So if you're <laughs> head on, turns out they can do whatever they want. <laughs> it's happening. Josh goes into politics just because he's like the cyclist will eventually outlive us all. <laughs> They're all witches, and we need to burn them. <laughs> the next time um, one list is the giant squid. So stories of the mythical Kraken dragging ships down to the black depth of Davy Jones' locker have haunted our seas for mm. hundreds of years. The but could there be some truth behind frightening <laughs> tales? Yeah, those the old um, pictures they used to do of the, yeah. the arms coming out of the yeah. pirate ship, and they're like, and "That's oh. it. You're on. You're on the ball. You're yeah. following me. Very good. Very <laughs> Kraken. good. Kraken. <laughs> I'm just a squid, bro. I want some Kraken. Where's the rum at? No, you fool. The real thing. Oh, that's why the boat's sinking. <laughs> now get the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> let's go calamari and let's go. Like most cryptids which tend to live in habitats that are difficult for humans to access, which is always pretty much the case. Mm-hmm. Giant squid are no exception living in the deep expanse of the foreboding ocean. The first images of the giant squid were recorded in 2004 by researchers in Japan. Can I just say real quick, fuck the ocean. Yeah, yeah, fuck oh, the ocean. Monster soup. <laughs> Jesus. Anyone that goes in there are just... <laughs> Like surfing might be Nothing. fun, but I'll never know. <laughs> Nothing but trouble, hey. You just top lure, Dan's basically always, going across yeah. the water. Dan always always like the ocean's fine, but then he grew up in Barbados, where there's no rivers that go from. So where all like the sharks and creepy shit, they feed off like the river and the mouse, mouse of the, of the yeah. rivers. There's yeah. none in that Barbados. So Dan's like the ocean's fine. I'm like, nah, fam, it's not. <laughs> oh, thank you. Mm-mm. So in 2006, the massive creature was filmed for the first time in its natural habitat. This is 2006. I think Were I've they seen underwater it. filming it. No, yes, I, oh, I've seen. Oh, sorry, right. I've seen the one where it like surfaces, like it was obviously dying. Yep. And there's one that surfaced, and it was it was freaking huge, man. Yeah, that's right. The scientific team from Japan's National Science Museum managed to suspend bait beneath a research vessel, enabling them to capture a live 24 yeah. foot female yeah. squid. What is that including? Is that just its body, or is that its tentacles as well? That's everything. That's tentacles. What, how big body. was it? That's twenty four uh, foot. So freaking big. Sa- that's seven meters. Oh, I thought that was supposed to be bigger. I was they do get like, bigger. Ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to see the size of a pirate ship. <laughs> so this has finally allowed people around the world to observe the living, breathing giant squid. No one's ever seen one before, other than dead. Mm-mm. So this was the first time that I was see live. Why do you want to see it? They have beaks. I Sorry, want to see it. but yeah. no, how cool you don't, is that? No. That's a squid thing with a beak. You don't need. Mm. You don't need to be playing with that. I don't Put want to play Put with it. it. <laughs> Leave it alone. It's one of one photo Stop taken. Stop touching it. Leave it, it alone. <laughs> so even now, people still think that the giant squid is a hoax. They still don't believe it's real. People don't believe in Australia or well, good hygiene. So. I can't believe yeah, good hygiene. <laughs> So the scientific evidence obviously says otherwise. So every few months there's another news of report of a dead one washing up of shore. So every month there's more and more washing up on you the shore. You just run to it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Get this. The largest recorded on record was a whopping 43 That's foot fucking long. massive. And weighed almost a ton. That would take down a boat. 43 foot. Like, that's what I'm saying. Nobody realises back in those sailing days and that ships weren't that big. Imagine if one of them hooked on the other one. Yeah. 40, yeah. That's bigger than the ships they used to use. 43 foot long. Yeah. Hey, I'm tired. Give me a lift. Who is he doing? Because they find sperm whales and that with like the tentacles and stuff wrapped around, like yeah. scarring or their like, face. Yeah, the and that. So that stuff's real. That yeah. you actually like, My favorite, the whales, yeah. It's mm. kind of like mermaids. Like, what's a mermaid then? And they were saying it was, what are they, sea cows? Yeah, like dugongs and sea Sailors cows. Sailors were fucking them. <laughs> if they could find the. They reckon know. they were. 
But you'd know the difference between a mermaid and a jugok. <laughs> I don't think it matters. They were at sea for a long time. <laughs> <Mate>. <laughs> he's doing it and he's mate's like, dude, that's a jugok. No, it's not. <laughs> I'll let you have a turn. <laughs> You're right, that's how you so so No. <laughs> so that's freaking massive. That's huge. Um, <laughs> they always remind me of the squid. It, I think it was Wild Boys as well. He was showing them. It was like New Zealand or something. Oh, he was yeah. showing them. He was like, these are my two prize possessions, squids. And they're in there being dickheads and everything. And these squids are like sliding off the tables Ugh. and he's like oh. ruining them. And all mates like really trying to keep them on there just laughing at him. <laughs> <laughs> like just ruined his whole life. When I was younger, I'd watch that and I'd be like, that's funny. Now that I'm older, I'm like, hey, he worked really hard on that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we we pay our bills now. Uh, next is the Bonjazu. So this, I've never heard of this thing before, but the Bonjazu was told to be a legendary and ancestral spirit of the Monai people in Western Papua New Guinea. Okay. So it was kind of Close like their by. spirit animal. They yeah. were all, that's all they ever told was like, oh, this is my spirit animal. And God's like, okay, you've been smoking a bit too much of that Papua New Guinea. Good. <laughs> you know, devil lettuce. <laughs> you need to stay away from that stuff, man. <laughs> so it's ties to all this made it a mythology, like a cryptid creature. No one yeah. actually believed in it. Because it was, almost, it was, it was like a, a deity more than an actual real literally, animal. Yeah, yeah, they just thought oh, it was just some sort of spirit animal god. So it wasn't until the 1980s that Tim Flannery, an Australian scientist, God, Australia. Yeah, thank God. Thank God the white man came in to verify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not real. Let's <laughs> see if we... We it's have some proof from It's white not man. real until blue eyes see it. That's what they're like. <laughs> it's fucking so bad. So he took the first picture of the Bonjazu deep in the jungles of New Guinea. The Bonjazu is identified as a tree-dwelling marsupial that looks like a tiny man. It has black fur with a white belly. Oh, yes, yes. Have you seen... They literally... It just looks like a koala, basically. I think it's like the one where um you can watch them on YouTube and it's like a dude that sounds like Morgan Freeman. He's like, the bonsai with its white belly. <laughs> and they make jokes. He's like, his eyes are fucking huge. Yeah. Oh, it's those things. Yeah. That's cool. Um, the, Tap, the tappy air. The tappy air. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like a little deal. Little looking, monkey. Yeah. yeah. It's like always high or something. Yeah. Like. Red Bull got in my food sauce. I'm <laughs> <laughs> a the, fucking grizzly bear. <laughs> <laughs> the little mammal is said to be a tree climber, but often stands on its ground in a bipedal stance. <laughs> That's what I think. It's just like staunching up. Like, <laughs> just like standing up and go, hey. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? Which leads the name to what the natives no. called. The little man of the forest. They That's literally called so it the cute. little man of the forest because he'd stand Aww. on his two legs and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm packing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you come near me. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so unfortunately, the Bonda Zoo is so rare that it has been added to the endangered species list. Yeah, everything is. <sighs> on a darker note. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because if we don't care about it and we can't eat it, we don't worry about it. That's like, it. How do we make money off you? Does it yeah. taste good? Oh, can we pat it in a zoo? No. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. It's like fucking the Tasmanian tiger. It was oh, it's a bit chilly. I'm not like a blanket. Oh, wait, you're leaving for dinner. I'm I'm locked out. Did you, <laughs> did you get Benjamin's blanket? Uh-oh. <laughs> wait, I thought you would you were doing... Oh, he's dead. Do you know he's the last one, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> feeding the cheap dog food. Oh, they just went to get another one. Like, hey, what's up? Um, And this final one... It's close to home too. It's another Australian mammal. Oh, it's it, a fucking wallaby, isn't it? Close. I just wanted to say wallaby. <laughs> close. It's the kangaroo. What? What's, the difference, What's the difference between a kangaroo and a wallaby? One's like little R and kind of like, he was like hunchback of Notre mm. Dame. Yeah. I think. One lives more in scrubland and kangaroos live more on Wallabies are smaller. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wallabies are like brushland creatures. I'll just call them, well, they could just be baby kangaroos. <laughs> Funny name, wallaby. Very Australian. Wallaby. <laughs> 
He comes a while. So yeah, the kangaroo. <laughs> so the first description of a kangaroo was made in 1499 by Amerigo Vespucci, a, a Spanish merchant and explorer, no, as he was traveling along the southeastern coast of Australia. That's incorrect. Australia wasn't discovered till 1770. Australia still doesn't exist. Like <laughs> sure. Hasn't been discovered. So he saw this on the Spanish ship. He's like, oh, oh that's a kangaroo, man. Oh, no, oh sorry. English. Now it makes sense. He's Spanish. He He's is not Spanish. English, so yeah, that makes sense. He described it as a monstrous beast with the head of a fox, the hands of a man, the tail of a monkey, and a bag it used to carry its young. Teeth like a bear. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Great right. movie. You're looking at the, like, the Joey in the pouch. Oh, my God. It's penis talks. His head's moving around. Yeah, you're looking at my He's got two eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's staring at me. So Vespucci, he he captured a mother kangaroo and her young and were taken aboard his Spanish ship. Don't take that lightly. But <laughs> that would be typical. He, he went on, grabbed one. I'll have some of you. I'm going to bring you home. I'm going to show everybody. Just hopped off the side, hasn't it? Mother and child both perished on the voyage. Back yeah, home. fuck yeah, because they don't have fucking oranges what, what on the What do you mean you don't drink grass. salt water? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? You eat grass? We got none of that. <laughs> so the next one was in 1629. Francisco Palsart, an officer of the Dutch East India Co., captured a live kangaroo. But it too died on his voyage home. Oh, it keeps happening. It's weird. It's almost keeps like it needs food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that dude was a funny one, actually. His whole crew. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> Check out his dead kangaroo. Backstory. Back he was like, he wasn't meant to be at Australia. His whole crew died of something. They got stranded or died. And then he finally made it to Australia in like a little boat. And then he decided to pick up this kangaroo and try to make it all the way back home in his little <laughs> so boat. His whole crew dies. Yeah. And he's in a little boat. He's mm. like, I'm just going to snag this for yeah. yeah. How does he snag it? I don't know. How he was actually the one who patented the sleeping bag based on a kangaroo couch. <laughs> <laughs> I need more rowers. I'm playing a car. I'm going to hop in here. <laughs> so this was, it was... So wasn't until, more room, it was roomy. It wasn't until Sir Joseph Banks... Oh, rediscovered the kangaroo on Mr. Captain Botany Cook's. Man. Yeah, that's it. He rediscovered it on Captain Cook's voyage in the. Here you go, bro. We're bound for Botany Bay. Seventy. <laughs> that is right. Oh, Seventeen seventy. Yeah. I was indoctrinated in school, and I remember shit now. <laughs> that's when it changed from just an enjoyable myth to an actual species. Hey, didn't, he like, didn't the Spanish talk about this? Why don't you shut your mouth? We're here first. He goes, <laughs> yeah. hey, Captain, i got a good idea. Let's take it back with us. Don't be an idiot, Jerry. Don't be stupid. <laughs> it's happened twice. <laughs> the kangaroo was first sighted in 1770 after the Endeavour, the ship ex- of the explorer Captain Cook, hit a reef and those on board were forced to spend six weeks in Queensland. Oh, oh dear. God. Oh. Yuck. Imagine that. Look at the theme parks I could have gone to while waiting. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyone got money for tickets for Movie World? <laughs> <laughs> The mishap was turned to good fortune for young and wealthy naturalist Joseph Banks. Oh, you go get a My father would be so proud. He had paid £20,000 to fund a full scientific mission. £20,000, that must have been a lot back then. No, they were really rich. They were all like married to their sisters and like having kids and stuff. He was, they had weird eyes. He was young and wealthy. <laughs> because you marry into your own family kind of thing so that you can... Re- so instead of having to pay like a dowry to send your daughter to marry someone else, you just maintain your wealth. You had to pay to send your daughter to marry someone yeah, else? Yeah, there was like weird... That's what they call it, a dowry. Yeah. Like in poorer families, so like you offer goat goats thing. or whatever, and in richer families, you pay. That's why they were oh. always like, "My daughter, marry your son, and then we will be joined together, and we will be the richest." Like, shut the fuck up and just go and chill out. You got heaps of money. Go and invent we'll something that's fun to do. Like, build an empire worthy of mortal. <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> evil, evil people. 
So on the 22nd of June, crew members sent ashore to shoot pigeons came back describing stories of this greyhound-like creature. I was out there killing innocent birds and you never believe it. Yeah, I was just shooting some pigeons. And man, this greyhound-like creature come out of nowhere. It was a Michigan dog, man, I swear. Yeah. So with him, Banks brought a young artist, a Sidney Parkinson, who made many sketches of the creature which turned out today to be the common grey kangaroo. Wait, was Sidney named after him? I don't know. That's oh a good God. question. Can you imagine? Captain Cook's like, this is bullshit. Banks would probably be like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I've seen it. Well, Botany Bay oh, that's true. was named after Banks in a way. Well, because he was a botanist. A botanist, <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, oh, we can call it his, um, Banks Bay. And I'm like, let's call it Botany. Oh, but everybody I just, else yeah, has a botany degree. Every, everyone else kind of got their names on stuff. Hey, Cookie, can I just have this one thing? Yeah, yeah I just think, James, just, just. I don't, uh, just, uh, let's name the bay after you, but not after you. And yeah. then, hey, Sydney, you want a whole freaking town? Yeah. <laughs> you want an opera house? <laughs> I'll give you an opera house and a bridge <laughs> to go over the top of old Botany over here. <laughs> you piss in the water. You piss on Botany on your way over. So the Sydney, he made all these sketches and brought it back so that everyone could see it. And that's what dragged it out of um, being out of folklore straight into reality. That's People cool. had no idea. There was just stories that about this creature. That makes sense because they're native to Australia. No one's ever been to Australia. Yep. Except for the, you know. The Imagine people. going home and describing that to people. Oh, it had the head of a fox, the hands of a man, the tail of a monkey. Yeah. And a pouch, like a bag that it carries its young in. Yeah. You'd be like, nah, this cat's hard. And Gus had too much rum. All we're asking for is a seven foot monkey. That's all we're asking for. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I brought up all that just to like. That's yeah, cool though. Like Just to show that. You know, don't laugh at Bigfoot. Yeah, there's still stuff out there that people may not have, uh, you know, found yet. I feel like a platypus would be easier to hide than a Bigfoot, though. Maybe. You ever, you hide, you ever tried to hide a Bigfoot before? You know, <laughs> yeah. We got yaoi's too here and yeah. all sorts. Yeah, I've never really heard much about the yaoi's. Nah. Like stories. Just that they're Do you know they still pump and... stories out like people see yaoi's and stuff? All the time. You've you got to be on the several Facebook pages that, that I've been banned off. from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to get banned from them. Yeah. We're going to get on the front Non-believer. <laughs> I don't believe. They're like, you don't believe. I'm like, I just think critically. Sorry. I thought a stick in the bush and it was broken in half. Only a yabby could do that. I'm like, there's clearly termite damage. Banned. Haven't you read the rules? <laughs> She's like, haven't you read the rules on the page? No facts. <laughs> yeah, let me believe whatever I want. I'm just like, you fucking idiots. And then you get people and they go in and they totally like G them up and you know they're just fucking with them and they just G them up like, yeah, yeah. And the other, the OP is just like, yeah, that's what I saw too. And it's like, he fucking with you, you idiot. <laughs> no, that was good. We had one and it's actually related to the Australian bush as well. It's something to do with, like, our family pretty closely. So, uh, George Castle, do you guys, does that ring ring a little bell in your brain? It does ring a little bit of a bell. So, this is a story that Dad has been telling us since we were really little, and it turns out, fucking shock horror, it's actually true. Oh, really? Yep. We didn't believe it for a second. Monster Island's not true. Creature Creature Island's Island's not true. Creature Island is true. It is true. This shit's true. And I would, I didn't believe it. I did my own research. All this is my own research into it. You will not find this anywhere. I had to go scour through like old fucking newspaper articles and everything. And these are all facts. F-A-C-T-S, facts. Find out right? what it means to me. I so, it <laughs> <laughs> suck it to me, suck it to me. Suck. 
I when I was looking into this case, I was actually there's this cursed mountain in Queensland, and I started looking into it, and I was like, mm, I think this sounds like a cursed mountain that I know that is in our backyard. So that's Mount Royal. It's about a family, oh, right? I that this used to is live cool. up, yeah, a family cool. that used to live up on the mountain called the Castles. And Dad used to always tell us about it. So this Mount Royal, um, it's not too far from Singleton, and we used to go up there all the time, like full driving and stuff, and it's kind of creepy. So mm. in this family, there were four children, and of those four children, three of them died up at Mount Royal under tragic circumstances. Mount Royal is a high-altitude mountain located in the Hunter region of New South Wales, Australia, and is actually part of the World Heritage Gondwana Foreign Forest of Australia. It's also a national park. So it's like one of those things that the rainforest that inhabits like Barrington Tops and Mount Royal is so dense and thick that it's a likened to the Amazon. Yeah. Like that's how kind of nutso it is. I heard like if you go missing in there, like say you're in the middle there somewhere that people you You'll never be found. You, yeah, you will exactly. never be found. Ever. So the National Park is home to some unique flora and fauna like black butt trees, red cedar, rosewood, and this awesome tree known as the giant stinging tree. If you're stung by the leaves of this tree, you're encouraged to seek medical attention. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hectic. What? So I as for, that. As for the fauna, That's there nice. are tiger snakes, stuttering frogs, wedge-tailed eagles, and even... Rabbit. Sorry. What the fuck? That's just coming out. Basically all the deadly shit in Australia. Yeah, there's also some endangered stuff there known as the Hastings River Mouse and the Palmer Wallaby. It's basically just a giant mountain that plays host to a massive rainforest and it's a little bit of a creepy place. It backs onto the Barrington Tops National Park, so there's thousands and thousands of acres of wild bush. The feeling of remoteness on the mountain is amplified by the fact that there is only one road in and one road out. People usually visit the park so they can go forward driving, hiking, and camping. So that's what we used to do, right? Yeah. We'd go forward driving and have a barbecue, pop a few tires, and pop go home. Two tires. I stayed the night there with the boy when I was eighteen. Did you really? Yeah, I've I remember never drinking seen vodka and coke, and there was an old creepy fellow there, and he was like watching us the whole time. And he got in his car and left. And we're like, oh, right, we're sleeping tonight." That's creepy. <laughs> that it was cool. Creepy. And all we done was sleeping like swags or sleeping bags. Didn't no, even have a tenor. You get stabbed. And then I heard the stinging tree going, "Come be on me." <laughs> Doesn't oh, man, that actually stings. <laughs> On these trips into the park is where we learn about a man called George Castle and his family. So there's actually like a castle castle road up there. Yeah. Mm. It's named after him. So for the longest time, I thought Dad was just trying to tell us a story See, to creep us out. Too. Yeah, yeah so now, obviously. Turns out he's not completely full of shit. Completely. But not completely. Shitty, yeah. So our grandparents are actually quite good friends with George Castle and Dad would travel up to Mount Royal with him where they would go horse riding, hunting, and just explore and have like a fucking sick time. Sick time. Even though George was a fair bit older than Dad, he was in his 60s while Dad was in his teens, he thought George was a pretty cool guy. He was even a guest at Mum and Dad's wedding. So they were pretty tight. He sounds kind of like a predator. <laughs> he wasn't, but it was like kind of weird. Come to the mountain, Danny. Like who? Like we? Like our grand? Like my umpire was just like, yeah, you can go with this man in his sixties to sleep over in like a that completely would not remote. happen these days. It ain't happening. No way. Was that eighteen? No, he was like a young teenager, oh. like very young. So in 1930, George married a woman called Evelyn Davies. I'm not entirely sure whether George and Evelyn purchased Mount Royal or they inherited it or what the deal was regarding how they came to own it, but they own Mount Royal. Well, the whole... The whole mountain. Yeah. Yes, the majority oh, of it, fuck, yes. Imagine those bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I own a mountain. I own a mountain. So <laughs> It's got stinging trees. 
They resided predominantly in Newcastle, but they had a lot of land around the place, including a property next door to our grandparents, and that's how our families knew each other. So you know Straub's property that used to belong to the castles. These guys were loaded. Yes. Oh, yes. Big money. Mountains were probably cheap back then. Though. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Who wants a mountain? For the rupee. Mount Royal was what the castles considered their chill weekender. They had a crude building, more like a hut, and that's where they would sleep while they were up there. So it was just like they went there to hang so out. So get away. Mm-hmm. So as previously mentioned, George and Evelyn had four children. They had Faye, Barry, Raymond, and June. Their firstborn, Faye, was also the first of the four children to pass away. At almost four years old, Faye went with the rest of her family to stay up at Mount Royal where, like many nights before, they had an outdoor fire. They were all hanging around the fire when barefooted Faye stood on a hot coal burning the sole of her foot. In turn, this wound became infected and in October 18, 1934, one month shy of her fourth birthday, Faye died. My God. On August 3, 1954, almost 20 years since Faye's tragic passing, 17-year-old Raymond was also going to find a similar end at Mount Royal. So this is their son. So he's the second oldest son. Oh, Ray Ray. Oh, Ray Ray. On that fateful day, Raymond and his 19-year-old brother Barry went dingo hunting with four other men up on the mountain. The six men met at the hut where they split into two groups of three. Raymond was in one group and Barry was in the other. The groups began their respective hunts, purposely entering the forest in opposite directions in order to avoid one another. After hunting for roughly two and a half hours, the groups unknowingly converged upon one another and at around 4.30pm, Raymond crouched down in thick undergrowth and began Uh, imitating a dingo. I can see where this is going. So he was like howling and nipping and he, I'm a dingo now. That's that's a a great idea. That's a sick dingo. I'm going to put that down. That's a great idea when you're up there with five other blokes wanting to hunt dingoes (laughs) to pretend on one. Dad was like, that's a hunting tactic. That's how you get other dingoes to like come out of the brush and be like, what's that? What the fuck's that? Is that my What the fuck is that? Is that Arnie? Is that Auntie? I better go check that out. I know you're poster. <laughs> you ain't a dingo. <laughs> you growls all up. I don't know. It's like a dingo walks up to you and you're like fucking on all fours. <laughs> He's like, yeah. He tries to teach you how to do it. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's when your friends. Is that where you barrel all over and grab it by like rear naked choke and just. <laughs> and the dingo's like, ah, got me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old dingo. Touché. <laughs> so Barry fired into the undergrowth, assuming he. Oh, sorry. Barry, who was only around 100 yards away, heard this and saw something moving around in the thick brush. There was like a ridge and below the ridge was a creek Mm. and Barry's group was on the ridge and... Ray's group was in the creek down by the creek and they'd kind of like so Barry's group had come down from the ridge towards the creek and they were making their way up from the creek towards the ridge so they converged on one another so Barry was above the creek where this was going on and he could see like the bush and hear the noise Still, you'd be mm. like, "That's what, what the fuck is he doing?" Must have been really good at <laughs> impersonating the dingo. Yeah, yeah he say. must have been real so, good. Like, can, so convincing that, yeah. Barry fired into the undergrowth, assuming he was shooting a dingo. So he couldn't even see what was in there. He just fired it. He's like, fuck it, he's dead now. Instead, the bullet pierced his younger brother Raymond's face directly between his eyes oh and entered his brain. It was like a bang on shot, straight between the eyes, right at the start, like the base of the nose, sort of thing where the nose starts. And he didn't even like. He didn't even see what was going on in the bush, and that's where he shot him. So crack shot. That was not, good, yeah. Yeah, not you, knowing. You mixed emotions. Like. <laughs> 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 Jesus. 
George, what's wrong? <laughs> oh, George's dead, but that was a pretty good shot. I don't think Joel would have respected the shot. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so not knowing for sure that Raymond was truly dead, Barry and the rest of the hunting party carried Raymond's bloody and lifeless body 16 kilometres through the unforgiving oh, so bush. I didn't know he was truly dead. He's fucking he shot yeah, between the eyes, dude. I'm not sure he's sh- five like, kilometres down the track. So you think he's still alive? They didn't know. Like they would, they I don't probably know. in shock or something. Yeah. After the 16 kilometres, they were able to reach a telephone where they could call for assistance. When the ambulance arrived, the doctor on board declared Raymond was deceased and believed he would have died almost instantly. Yeah, sure. You that. reckon? <laughs> but I, I mean, imagine- I don't have a no <laughs> medical degree. But, like, how traumatising would that be, like, for your parents? Like, your oh, yeah. one kid, like, not, but for, like, you killed your own brother and then it's, like, the parents, it's, like, one kid killed the brother so you're, like, mourning the death of the brother and also, like, trying to be supportive of the other one who killed the other one, like... Like, are you supportive of just not talking to him? That's pretty rough, hey? I know, it's a... It's hard. So sometime after Raymond's death, Barry became a timber contractor, which entailed him cutting down large trees for building materials. So he wasn't like clearing land or anything. He'd have people be like, oh, I'd love a new kitchen table. And he'd be like, I got some cedar up there. So he had would go onto the land and he'd cut down specific trees for people with needs where he would um, use it as material for them and they'd buy it from him. So he wasn't like logging or anything. He was just... Mm. That's got how what he, he made got what money. he needed. Like- yep, he'd go and get special trees that he was like, this is perfect for that Mm. and would cut it down. On 31st of January, 1969, 15 years after Raymond's death, Barry was up at Mount Royal and he was felling trees. Sometime during this job, one of the trees that Barry was cutting down actually fell on him, crushing him to death. That's great. Yeah. That karma got him 15 Three down. How long ago was that after Raymond? 15 years. 15 years. Oh, this is a huge gap. Yeah, there's massive gaps. So it was at this time Evelyn Castle, George's wife, vowed to never return to the mountain. She, <laughs> I no can see the one kid left there going, guys, can can we sell it? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just happy to stay home this weekend. <laughs> I'm going to the beach. The sharks oh, aren't deadly. Crazy. So Evelyn believed the mountain was cursed. She was never going back up and she begged her last remaining child, her daughter, to never go back up there either. Evelyn wanted nothing to do with Mount Royal and she didn't want any of her family members hanging around there either. She'd tell everyone, she's like, "Mm -mm, you're not going up there when no no one's going up there So she honestly thought it was some kind of like curse. She literally, three of her children died up there and she, Mm. I don't know if she thought it was so much of a curse, but she was just like, what, like I'm fucking, what's the point? Like it's just going to happen again. So George, however, didn't seem to share the same opinion as Evelyn and he continued to breathe the mountain. we can make more. I think that's why he'd like take dad up there with him and everything as well. Like he'd got by himself. He's running out of kids. Yeah, he's running out of kids. So he takes dad. It turned out that not returning to the mountain made no difference as in the mid-70s, George and Evelyn's last living child who was married and had two small daughters of her own died in her sleep from a suspected heart attack. She was only in her early 40s. Oh, Mount Royal got her no matter what. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reached out. You can't escape the mountain. Evelyn and George Stick both my love. vastly outlived their four children. Jesus. Evelyn passed away on the 14th of May, 1984, at the age of 76, and George passed away exactly four years and four days later on the 18th of May, 1988. Jesus. That's pretty Soon messed up. Is the mountain cursed? Yes. I mean, that's 100% strike rate. (laughs) (laughs) On Castle Kids, yeah. (laughs) Science. So before European settlers decided to commit genocide, I mean, colonise the Hunter Valley area. Same term. (laughs) The land was inhabited by Indigenous Australians, a tribe known as the Wanarua. So you've all heard of the Wanaruan people. It's people from this area. According to the Wanarua Dreamtime, the Hunter Valley (laughs) was created by giant spirit known as Biomi. 
I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Biomi. I apologize if I'm not. So Biomi believed that man did not own the land, but that the land owned man. The land didn't only hold animal and human life, but it was also home to spirits. In particular, there were a lot of child spirits. So this is an excerpt from a Wanarua document that I came across when I was researching the history of Mount Royal. <laughs> Just reminds you of Futurama. You can't own land, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm not a dirty hippie. <laughs> we taught a lot of to- what a sushi tofu. Tofu. <laughs> <laughs> When her time came, the woman went into the bush accompanied by two or three female companions. The baby was born. If the woman was carrying more than one child on the breast, then the newly born infant may well have been killed and the spirit child returned to the spirit pool. The task of infanticide was carried out by designated older women who usually suffocated the child. These children became full physical and spiritual members of the tribe, so they'd be like reincarnated in another baby that was born later. So it kind of um, plays into the idea that spirits took the children for the spirit pool. Maybe that's what they were doing with the uh, castle okay. kids. Okay, topping because, that baby up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, but lots of, <laughs> lots of. It's shallow lately. <laughs> <laughs> lots of um, weird things have obviously happened in Barrington. Like they had the Cessna that disappeared mm, under yeah. like really weird circumstances. Like it's never been found. And lots of people witnessed it going down and was like. It's so it's not there. like I went down. Yeah. No, they but it really did go no, down. No, it did. There was like maydays and everything. And they watched as the plane went down. They're like, that's where it went. And heaps of people witnessed it. And they went and searched that area. And they've searched for years. They've never found it. It's weird how you didn't find like a crash yeah. site or mm. something. So, Trees especially over. when they saw where it was going down. Yeah. yeah. Also, while researching this story, I found another article about a group of army soldiers from 1956. This article told the story of a regiment of soldiers who went up to Mount Royal to do basic training back in the day. They used to do this a lot as the town of Singleton is close by and they have an active army base where a lot of training took takes place. So the soldiers went up to this jungle camp on Mount Royal and basically they got stuck up there due to heavy rain and flooding. They tried to come back down and return to their barracks, but they couldn't. So the soldiers, uh, so they couldn't come back down, but there was other regiments up there going up and down the mountain. So after a few days, they were like, oh, it must be cool. Like we should be able to get through if all these other regiments are going up and down. So they tried to come back down the mountain. One of the six creeks that they had to cross to leave suddenly flooded as they were passing through it, causing a truck to overturn. Out of 20 soldiers, three drowned due to this incident and one body was never recovered. So it's like the mountain, you, once you're up here, you can't leave. I own you now. That's what it's like. Yeah. So mountain's yeah. evil. Shit, we went there. Yeah. We Dad, survived a mountain. Dad took us there. Three's but too many. What if, <laughs> maybe it's like some creepy thing where you got to like, what do you call it? Sacrifice people to the Mount Royal. God. Yeah. I don't think they were sacrificing it, but I think like, it's like maybe the mountain was like, you don't own me, George Castle. I own you. Weekender, make me permanent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's it. That's pretty cool. Like I remember dad telling, it's pretty much what, what dad said. Literally, yeah. But yeah. I didn't know they were spaced out so much. Like I thought they were like within, you know, a couple of years of no. each other. And That's was, what I used to think. Yeah, I didn't think there was so much um, yeah. years in between all the kids. Was I didn't of, think the last one died. No, uh, she died it was, outside of. It was kind of fun researching it, and then because I put it up on my YouTube channel, a lot of people like reached out to me who live up on Mount Royal and was like, "Oh, there's this other creepy thing." Like it was kind of cool, and just telling Dad. Oh, they're like, "Are you for fucking real?" I think. Bought a house I think Dad was just like, "Oh, well, I'm right." <laughs> 
But anyway. Oh, man, I got a really good dingo impression too. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. I'll just let you know our socials really quick. You've got Brie at mellowtigerpodcast.com, Jordan at mellowtigerpodcast.com, hello at mellowtigerpodcast.com. Josh doesn't have an email because he wouldn't check it even if he did have it. I don't check Facebook anymore, um, so don't get to me. Yeah, you've got Facebook as well, Mellow Tiger Podcast. We are going to start taking video recordings mm. of this so you can watch it on YouTube. So you can check out our YouTube channel, Mellow Tiger Podcast. Uh, yeah, and that's about it. Next week will probably be another podcast like this and hopefully once all the gear gets here, we can start filming stuff. Yeah, on the gear. And hopefully Sorry, you'll okay. hear from us a bit more. Shut up, Josh. Yeah, we're going to do a, more, a more regular show, try and more streamline it for everyone out yeah. there. Yeah. Trying to keep going because it's going. Keep going, going good when the going's good. What is it? I don't know. The good keep <laughs> when going, the good's when the going, going, get going with the good. <laughs> Shit. Get going while the going's good. Something like a fucking, I don't know. But anyway, we hope. <laughs> that we just get going. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed your time here with us today. <laughs> Stay safe. See you guys. Yeah. Wear a, wear a mask. Yeah, that's a good, that's good, Josh. <laughs> Great. <laughs>